0: We'll try out the sound system here, and thank you for the podium. It is a delight to be here. We have been in Hong Kong just a day over a week. Has anybody been here less? (laughs) Um, It's been, uh, it's just been a delight to, uh, to see this great city. We're amazed at the high rises and we enjoy the beautiful green spaces. I don't know of any city this size that has the mountains right in the midst of it that you can see um, all over. Your leadership here has done a great job of orienting us to the city. Uh, We have gotten around uh, the MTR and the minibuses and the double-decker buses and the taxi cabs. Um, We got up to Victoria Peak on the one clear day and were able to look down at the harbor and everything that was going on there. Uh, It is just a fantastic place to be. As Mike said, I have been fighting a cold yesterday and Friday, but I woke up this morning able to speak and feeling much better, so thank you if you were praying, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to uh, um, enjoy the service this morning. If I need to pop in a throat lozenge or take a sip of water, please forgive me. I would like to pray and uh, just seek the Lord here as we get started. Father, I do thank you for my brothers and sisters on this side of the world that you've gathered here in this place, and Father, you've called them to be an intentional community of believers here, worshiping you in this place, and Lord, it's a delight to be here. And as we look at your word, I pray that you'll help us to Understand the calling that you've put on our hearts to serve you, and Lord, the calling for each one of us to live for you, to follow you in a very intentional way, that there be no accident about it, but Lord, that we are in your place, in your steps, holding your hand very tightly. We thank you now in Jesus' name, amen. There's an illustration that I would like to share with you that is a very common, a very basic illustration, a principle that we find true on all parts of this planet. I assure you that it works as well in Hong Kong, maybe even better than what it does in America. It needs no translation. You can see it and you know that it happens. It's a truth that is so common that children understand it. Children like to play with it. And those with, who are architects or engineers, they wrestle with this fact. It is something that is complex, but very simple. It's a factor that you need to take into account And when I say what it is, you'll say, why, of course. That truth, that illustration, that fact, is that water runs downhill. Does it do that here? We still have gravity in Hong Kong. We're, we're held here. And I never knew the intensity of this truth until I was in the rains. I believe it was on Tuesday. Tuesday we were out looking at flats I found out my umbrella leaked <laughs> the water came down very hard Tuesday morning and when I thought of the mountain sides that that water hits you realize water runs downhill if you don't take into account that fact there's going to be some difficulties If you're trying to build a building and don't take into account that the water runs downhill, there will be problems. Water will show up where you don't want it to show up. We went over to look at the new school facility, and I was told that they had quite an engineering feat there, trying to take into account the fact of the water that came down that hillside. They had to do something with it, they had to direct it, so that it went out to the the sea, I guess wherever it goes, Um, to its lowest point, they had to deal with that. But water running downhill is an illustration of a truth that I want to talk about. Water runs downhill at home as much as it does here. At home, my wife and I enjoy canoeing. Canoe is a small boat. Two of us can get in it. And I like downhill water. I don't need a paddle quite as much. There's a river near us where we go canoeing, and uh, we take into account the water there. And so as we look at this fact that water goes downhill, it is true because that is the nature and character of water. Water is a liquid. And liquids fill whatever space it has at the lowest level. And while there are limitations to any illustration, the fact that water flows downhill is something that we need to take into account in our spiritual lives. It's the natural tendency of our spiritual life to go downhill to move from a righteous experience where we get to experience God on the mountaintop seemingly only lasts so long. And when we get into the mundane of our daily lives, we've discovered water went downhill. Water goes downhill to the place of the least resistance. And the natural tendency of our lives is to move toward self or selfishness or sin and away from holiness. Holiness would be the uphill. Sin would be the downhill. And too often this truth gets played out in my life you may have experienced it also. And so I wonder, is this just something that I'm thinking about? Or is this something that we see in God's word? Is there anyone in God's word who's experienced this tendency to go downhill? Can you think of someone? Can we start paging through scripture and find this truth played out? We don't need to go very far. You can leaf through your Bible and find some of these, but in the first few pages, we have Adam and Eve. Can you imagine what it would be like to walk with God in the cool of the evening? Face-to-face, personally, With God? That's surely an uphill experience. The water is at the top of the mountain. But we just go a few verses further and we find out that Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They went down the hill. And they became so far from God that God had to leave them out of the Garden of Eden and away from Him. There was work experience now. There was pain. There were these things that happened because they had left their walk with God. They had moved downhill. You can go continue on through Scripture. We're going to look at a few more of these. Think about the exodus, the great exodus of the people of Israel when they left Egypt. Can you imagine what it would be like to walk through water piled up on both sides? Can you imagine what it would be like to be released as slaves from that great country of Egypt? And seeing the power of God in a pillar of fire or a cloud... What would that be like? And we have Moses on the mountaintop receiving the Ten Commandments. Do you know what the people were doing at that time? At the same time that Moses was receiving the tablets marked by the finger of God, the people were building a golden calf to worship oh so sad the water ran downhill what about the judges the time of the 12 judges the book itself is almost known as a cycle a time when the people walked close to God they followed God and then they disobeyed then there was judgment. Then there was repentance. There was rescue. There was peace and restoration. But then the cycle would begin all over again. Oh, so sad. The water went downhill. You can get to the, the period of the kings, the time when Israel becomes a nation and God gives them a king. And it's almost the same thing as the time with the judges. There are good kings who honor God, and then there are kings who are far from God. The New Testament. The New Testament is a new beginning, a time of seeing what God has to say. God gave the law. We read a, uh, a portion of that as Mike started uh, started the service here this morning. These laws were intended to bring people to God, not push them from Him. But by the time of the New Testament, the laws of the Old Testament became barrier instead of bringing people to God they became a judgment tool to push people from him or at least that's how they were used so this very source of refreshment became a tool to keep humanity from God what happens when Paul talks about the two great streams Of living God's way by the Spirit, or living by the sinful nature. In Galatians, you almost see these two streams running side by side. There's the the fruit of the Spirit, living by the Spirit, where there's love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Just a few verses away, it talks about the sinful nature, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfishness, dissension, factions, and the like. Which stream needs the law to control it? And which stream is life by the Spirit? And so you can trace through Scripture and you can see this factor of water flowing downhill illustrated time and time again. And you know, to be honest, as I was working on this passage of Scripture and working on this message, I felt like I'm going to be standing before these people that I'd never seen before and I need to deliver such a dismal message that was hard water runs downhill what kind of message is this is there no hope well I want to let you know there is hope it's not just a message of water running downhill because if you have any curiosity about how the water got to the top of the hill you say how did it get there The engineers find the ways for it to get downhill safely, or the stream flows downhill and causes massive floods. How does the water get to the top? You know, water is a rather heavy object. I believe. Uh, forgive me. I'm used to gallons and pounds, but I think a liter is about a about a, a kilogram. Is that correct? if you have to carry that around for a while that's going to be rather heavy put three or four liters in a bag and how does all that heavy water get to the top how does it get back to the mountain to start its trip down well we know how God made this you know water is a wonderful property it's a whole other message but water is a wonderful element, a special thing that God seems to make that, has, uh, that, that defies some other rules, like why when it freezes, does it come to the top instead of the bottom? But that's, that's a whole other message. Water gets to the top because it changes from a liquid to a gas, and it's carried on the clouds to the top of the hill by the winds to start its trip again at the high spot of the mountaintop. And that's the message of hope. That's the message that is true in hearts and lives. As I've heard your testimony, it happens here in Hong Kong. It happens everywhere where people allow God to work. the intervention of the Bible is as straightforward as the process of evaporation and carrying the water to the top of the hill. You see, while the water is rushing down, it's simply following its natural course. And when our lives are going its natural course, we're simply going the way of sin nature. What does it take to break That cycle. It takes a miraculous intervention of Jesus Christ. Jesus took my life from going downhill to being renewed by His Spirit. I've heard some of your stories, and I'd like to hear all of your stories. I don't think we'll have time today, but I want to hear some of them today. Of what God has done in your life To restore you, to change your path from downhill to starting again on the mountaintop with God. Salvation and the experience of knowing Jesus Christ as Savior, the repentance and the belief in what Christ has done for us, is a wonderful intervention. And allows us to come to the top of the mountain. And I'd like to share with you just something that's in my heart. And I want you to know that salvation is the beginning of our walk with God, not the end. Let me give you an illustration. I had my plane tickets. We flew a long ways. Uh, The last leg was from Seattle to Hong Kong. When our plane touched down in Hong Kong, had I visited Hong Kong? Could I say I was in Hong Kong? I think so. What happens if I stayed in the airport terminal? Would I have been to Hong Kong? Yes, I could add it to my list of countries that I visited. But I would have missed a whole lot. I would have missed meeting you. I would have missed the, the, the taste of the, the restaurants that we visited. The sounds of the city. The beauty of the mountains. And it's that way with our lives with, with Jesus Christ. Salvation is the beginning. It's the beginning of a wonderful experience with God. It is just the beginning. But that is where we start in our restoration from this downhill flow to the lofty heights that God takes us to as He restores our spirit so that we're in tune with Him once again. But I want to warn you of something. Even as a believer in Jesus Christ, water still runs downhill if there are things that I don't do to intentionally keep my relationship with God fresh and new my spiritual life will run downhill so what do we do where do we go with this now I told you that Marianne and I like to take a canoe trip Canoeing is kind of one of our little hobbies that we've liked to do. I don't know if anyone has done it. I've seen kayaks here. They told me that there are kayaks that we can rent, and uh, we'll look forward to that should we come back. You see, when we were younger, we used to like going backpacking. Backpacking is where you go camping in the wilderness, and everything you have is on your back. As we've gotten older, those packs have gotten heavier. And so what we found we can do in the state of Pennsylvania, they have this large river that is, that is about uh, one-and-a-half kilometers wide. And the state has designated certain islands as ones where you can go camping. First come, first served. You get there first, you get a camp there. And we found that instead of having to carry the pack, we could put the pack in our canoe, paddle to one of these islands, and go camping. Now, the river's not really all that dangerous. Matter of fact, one time when we were taking, we have two children, uh, when we were taking them camping, or when, not camping, we were taking them on a canoe trip, I wanted to warn them of the dangers of the river. And this was mostly for my daughter uh, to help her understand things, but I was giving the little speech about if uh, you should fall out of the canoe, it's good to hold on to the canoe and stay with it. And so that's what I was planning on saying and I said, should you fall out of the canoe? My son interrupted, just stand up. Because most of the water is only about that deep. <coughs> but there are places where it gets dangerous. There are places where it's over, over my head. There are places where the water speeds up. There are places because of the, of the rocks and the angles of everything. We need to be very careful. I usually sit in the back of the canoe, Marianne's in the front, and I like seeing the front go down in and come back up. The back never does that, just the front. It's Mary Ann's end. Um, but in some of those places, we did our research. We did some looking. We drove along the river. We read the books of people who had gone before us. And we found the dangerous spots And there's a few intentional steps that we took because we knew that the water was dangerous. We always had life jackets with us. We would put them on in those places. We learned which side of the river was safer than the other side. We learned that it was important to communicate with one another. Marianne says, I'll paddle on either side, just tell me where. And it became a real quick paddle right or paddle left because we had to direct the the canoe the right way. Now, what does this have to do with water going downhill? What does this have to do with our spiritual lives? If we know that our spiritual lives will tend to go downhill, it is good to take some preventative steps. It's too late to pack the life jacket when we're in the rapids. It's too late to get to the other side of the river if we're caught in the current here. And so what I want to challenge you with is in your spiritual life, take your life jacket. Do your preparation and constantly be on guard for what is ahead. In some ways, this could be called discipleship. We need to be disciples, good followers of our teacher, so that we're prepared for those times. Jesus calls us to make disciples and to be disciples. And so, that brings us to the point of the passage of Scripture that Mike read. And I just want to highlight two verses from Deuteronomy chapter 4, or Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. God is giving this warning to the people of Israel as they are about to go to the promised land. They have received the Ten Commandments. They know the expectations of God. And to teach the next generation about God and His ways. It is written here in verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And what does it tell us next? It tells us to love the Lord your God with all your heart. with all your soul, and with all your strength. Do you see that? I find it interesting that it says, love the Lord first. Without a love for the Lord, the rest of it seems to be only duty and drudgery. But love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul, that's all your being. And then with all your strength, the things that you do, the things that you have as a part of your life, love the Lord your God. And that prepares us. You know, you folks probably realized it ahead of time, but on Tuesday when that rain came, I didn't know that we were going to get that much rain. I'm new here in Hong Kong. But I had my umbrella in my backpack. I have my umbrella here today. Because I've been told that that's a smart thing to do while you're here in Hong Kong. You know, a smart thing for us to do in our spiritual lives is to dig into God's Word. And just a few things here for you know God's Word. Have God's word be a part of your life. Jesus said in John chapter 8, You are truly my disciples if you remain in my teaching. How do we do that? By being in God's word. Do we have a biblical defense system that becomes a grid, a filter for everything else to go through? How is your biblical defense system? How is your biblical grid that guides your life? Check on your biblical. Keep that strong. The water will be flowing downhill. You need God's Word to be a part of your life before the rain starts, before the current gets strong. Another aspect is prayer. Are you in communication with God? You know, Mary Ann and I realized that our communication in the canoe was not too good. This is, could be a confession here. We may need some marital therapy. Actually, canoeing is a great uh, opportunity to get some marriage therapy. She knew that we had to talk. We had to communicate clearly, concisely, and quickly or the boat would go sideways, which is the wrong way in the current. How's your communication with God? Prayer? Are you used to hearing his voice? Do you hear his voice on a daily basis? Have you learned in the small things? So that when the flood comes, you're ready to hear quickly, clearly, clearly. And you're ready to respond. God's Word needs to be important to us. Prayer needs to be a vital part of our lives. Obedience is another clear part. What is the, What does the Great Commission give for instructions for what to do with these disciples that we make? We're to teach them to obey everything that I have commanded, says the Lord. And so we take some of these things and we say these need to be built into my life so that when the water goes downhill I don't get pulled along with it. Instead it can be an opportunity for God's spirit to lift me like the water vapor to the top of the mountain once again. And so I want to leave that as a challenge don't get depressed because the water just goes downhill look forward to the opportunity when God can take you afresh and anew to his mountaintop live there with him study his word get to know who he is love him with all your heart you know I think that's some of what Pastor Mike might be trying to do with his series of For This We Have Jesus. I've been able to listen to a few of his messages online before we got here, and I thought that's a wonderful opportunity. For This We Have Jesus. It's the normal things of life where we go downhill where some tragedy happens. And it's an opportunity to experience Jesus in a new way. And so as you go through these series, it's going to be the downhill water of some kind of tragedy. For this, we have Jesus. Amen. And you know, when I'm looking at, a, at, a, looking at your church to find out what it's like and who you are and what it's about... Uh, I don't have a bulletin. Do you have a bulletin? I believe it's on the back there. I look at the mission statement. What this church is about is glorifying God by loving Christ. Loving others and reaching the world. That's a call for the water to return to the top of the hill. Don't just go with the flow. Go with the intentionality there of glorifying God by loving Him. Loving others and reaching the world. It's an intentionality to what God has called us to. It's not just going with the flow. Too often the course of our spiritual lives is to drift in our relationship with God. God does not... Call you to that. He calls you to a close walk with Him. My prayer is that AIC will be a place where people come to know Jesus as the life giver. And that AIC will be a place where believers can grow in their faith. And a place where together you can experience the water that returns to the mountaintop And restores your soul. I want to close with the 23rd Psalm. Think about the 23rd Psalm. Think about how the 23rd Psalm could be written differently if the water referred to in it swept everyone away. It doesn't, because we're listening to the shepherd. We're living with the shepherd. The 23rd Psalm says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He, lay, he makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley and the waters going downhill, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows, and surely your goodness and love will follow me. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Don't let the water sweep you away. Don't get caught up in the downhill flow of the natural tendency of our lives. Walk with Jesus Christ. And do everything you can to stay close to Him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We are not left alone. We are left with you within us. May we walk with you on a daily basis. May the excitement and joy of when we first came to know you be a part of our daily lives. Lord, may we be into your word. May we be in communication with you through prayer. May we follow you in obedience. And Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters here at AIC that this may be a lighthouse that sends the message out that we don't need to just go with the flow. We can walk by the Spirit. I thank you in Jesus' name.